This is What's Shaking with Lakin. Come on in, get settled, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to What's Shaking with Lakin. How are you this week? Hopefully, everything's good. Uh, you are getting a third consecutive podcast. How do you feel about that? I feel pretty great that I've been this consistent so far, but I won't speak too soon because sometimes, you know, my life goes off the rails and I have to escape for a bit. But this week I had the chance to sit down with Mr. Corey Smith of the podcast and Facebook Live questions by Roy. He is quite hilarious. We spent most of this interview laughing because that's just I am a giggle box when it comes to having a conversation with people, and I realize Corey is as well. And um, Corey's group, they have some quite entertaining as well as informative discussions on Facebook Live as well as on his podcast, Questions by Roy. And he is pretty much putting a highlight on black businesses in the area as well as hot topics and community actions and all things that make Savannah great and all things that we should all be listening to to keep in the know of Savannah when it comes to the black community. And I'm so excited that we finally were able to sit down and have a conversation with each other and record it for your listening pleasure. And now I introduce to you an interview with Mr. Corey Smith, a.k.a. Questions by Roy. Enjoy the show. All right. Well, we have Questions by Roy here. Roy himself, who I've been calling Corey the whole time, (laughs) a.k.a. Corey Smith. How are you, Roy? How's it going? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. We finally get to record together. (laughs) This has been in the making for some time now. And um, I was trying to figure out, I was like, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. (laughs) Let me, y'all, I have some time. Let me stalk his page. Let me see what he does. (laughs) I listen to a few podcasts. And and I was like, okay, all right. I think I got some things I can ask. I I got some um, things. Now, uh, for all right, Roy, for those who don't know you, give us a little background about you. All right. So, uh, really, my name is Corey Smith. <laughs> and uh, I am the creator of Questions by Roy. We have been in podcasting business or the entertainment business for a little less than a year, maybe about seven months or so. Um, of course, I go by Roy. My co-host is Trill. And my lady co-host is Chardonnay Martin, which she'll be called Privileged, uh, uh, along with her brand. Um, but yeah, we pretty much, you know, created a platform for Black business owners to come on and, you know, get the spotlight um, on each other and get to converse about different topics and kind of show, okay. you know, a different side of who they are, in a sense. And we may sit down and talk about, you know, different topics, crazy questions. <laughs> And right. uh, sometimes a little bit more business minded, but just to give f- people a feel than who they are instead of just a business person in front of them. So that's where I am. Okay, cool. I see that you do um, you do a great uh, variety of topics on your podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one before I started talking to you was the one about, uh, what was it, Naked Business? Oh, yes. That was a pretty interesting <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the one 
Um, shout out to all the young ladies that came on um, and did their thing, but they were uh, the Naked Hustle. That's what it's called. Naked Hustle. That is, yeah. That's it, right. Naked Hustle. And they talk about the reality of being, you know, an entertainer, a stripper, uh, and what to expect. Like, the thing that shocked me the most was I didn't know they had to pay a fee to go dance, you know. Uh, right. A lot of people didn't know that, but there is, like, a madam in a sense, or a housewoman they have to pay money to in order to dance. So it was very uh, informational. <laughs> yeah, I always said um, if things didn't shake for me, I would move to Vegas and open them, open my own brothel. Hey, there like, you go. Hey, you'd be a great house mother. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with like, that. I to take care of my girls, put them on insurance, make sure they're tested, hey. make sure they're safe. There you go. And make money. I make, mean, I <laughs> make a lot of money at that, especially in a Vegas. A lot of money. You know, after you watch like the Buddy Ranch. Oh, yeah. Do I watch it? Okay. Right. <laughs> I am a man. Right, right, right. So yeah. uh, I have watched my share of the Buddy Ranch because I have a variety. I have all male friends, and okay. at a point okay. we all live together. Mm. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. You had to you had to see some things that normally women won't see, but yeah, right. <laughs> and I, if anybody else does not understand man code, I, I am here to tell. You. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Definitely understand that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that and you know now that we're talking about strippers, I yeah. um somehow I ended up on a in a rabbit hole on YouTube <laughs> about yep. the stripper bowl for um for a Super Bowl and. Mm. I was just watching these videos of these girls who were saying, you know, we paid X amount of money to get in for the stripper bowl because they were doing mm-hmm. million dollar cash drop. And we only walked, we walked out with $2,000. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that got to suck. And one girl was talking about how some of the girls were just unkempt and they were, right. they were walking around barefoot. They were, walking, <laughs> they were sleeping on the couches. And I was like, well, how do you expect money if you're not working for it? What? And uh, they, when they were trying to hand out the money in the night, girls were stuffing money under their wigs. Mm-hmm. They were getting different lives. I was like, you know, those are smart girls. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you know they they kind of knew what they were getting into. You know, some right. of them, some of them been there previous because I think that's the second or third time that that event has been thrown. So they get attracted to the amount of money that they hear. A million dollars is getting dropped. Oh. You know, it's going to be a lot of celebrities, but at the same time, those celebrities and the promoters have already worked out a deal with the house, madam, like I said earlier. Right. And Mm -hmm. they already understand that so many people could dance in the club and this is going to be the split regardless of how much money gets thrown. You know what I mean? Right. And unfortunately, the rookies of that event didn't understand that. They think when they hear a million dollars that, you know, any money thrown my way, that's my money, but that's not the case. You know, everybody's right. kind of going to get a split. Right. And it's the same with service industry. You know, if you're working in a club or you're working in a restaurant and mm-hmm. you have somebody who is strictly um, the um, the greeter or security or whatever, then in the night, most of the times it's a tip out. Yep. So uh, that's, I mean, it could, it could transfer in so many different areas. 
but yeah, I, I really enjoyed listening to that episode. And um, <laughs> you caused quite the stir on Facebook with your me? <laughs> yes, you. I I watched from afar, and I sometimes I'll drop a comment, and I was like, man, they're gonna think I'm this chauvinist female. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. What do you mean? So, I caused Mr. Kimmy's. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh, question of the day. I'm trying to like scroll through here and find <laughs> one in particular. Wow. I think it was one question you asked about um women. How do you surprise was it how do you surprise your man or something? Mm. It and could... everybody was like, Oh, I'm gonna cook for him. Oh, I'm yeah, yeah. Clean for him. <laughs> And, and I'm like, and... I'm not getting... <laughs> that's not me. Yeah, but and but you know, okay, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because a lot of women, and this is no shot to women at all, but this is the truth. Right. A lot of women thinking that the the things that they normally do with or without a man, because you're gonna mm-hmm. cook or clean without a man. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So that's nothing special to him at all. You know what I mean? So you don't get that that pass now that we're up in age where it's like you gotta actually put some thought into what you're gonna do for someone if you really care. Right. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. a lot of women tend to lack that. They thinking, you know, because I cook and I clean, but it's like now this era and this age, men cooking clean too. <laughs> they do. That you is true. I mean, I mean you're right. You know, it's like Valentine's Day giving a man some ass. You know, that ain't nothing. I'm getting ass on the regular. Uh, anytime. You know, anytime yeah. you want it, it's there. Well, you know, just because you dress it up don't mean nothing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I try I try to uh ask different questions and a lot and eighty percent to eighty five percent of the time. When I put request question, that's someone that submitted a question to me that wants to remain anonymous, and then I just right. post a question for them. So, what is the uh, what's the what's some of the craziest questions you oh, got? Man, uh... <laughs> it must be a lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, one, the craziest so far has to be hands down. Uh, I had a dude. <laughs> He submitted a question. He basically submitted a story and and asked how he should tell his wife. Oh my god! Yeah, he enjoyed playing with his wife's toys in his butt or his, you know his ass. Oh, and, okay. But unknowingly to her, she never knew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she never knew. So he wanted to tell her. Yeah. But he was trying to figure out, you know, how do I tell her without seeming, you know, flamboyant or, you know, weaker than or, you know, anything like that. And she'd be okay with it. <laughs> and the answer, of course, with today's society, <laughs> you know, people, <laughs> people answer as they may, you know. It's, right. Once, they, once I pose a question, there isn't much I can do. I try right. to, and that's why I protect, uh, protect the people's identity, you know. That makes sense. Because that way, then no one's judged, you know, because you never know who you're working with, you know. And sometimes people want to ask questions, but that's one. Uh, I would say uh, anything dealing with, um, oh, why do black women have a problem with black men dating white women, but not a problem when a it's the opposite 
you know, a black woman dating oh, gotcha. a white man. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, sis, get your money, you know, get your bag or get your boo. Oh, look at that. But then if it's a successful black man, it's kind of frowned upon to date a white woman. You know what I'm saying? Right. So mm-hmm. just things of that nature, you know, it kind of mixes up here and there. I try to keep it oh, simple. So it's a lot of um, honesty box questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because in actuality, you know, we all, I ain't going to say we all, but most of us live in this false pretense of life, you know, right. because we get comfortable with the lies that's been told to us every day or the lies we tell to ourselves to make it more comfortable when, you know, really we should be more strict and more open right. and willing to, and willing to communicate about things and we might just get a little further than what we are. <laughs> right. And and I and I I totally agree with you with that cuz I know in the past when I've dated guys it's well, you know, when you question them or you're like, well, why do you feel this way? And it's like, why should I tell you? Right. It's like, well, that's the only way we can communicate for things to be either get better or we're just going to leave it at this. Right. And I don't understand why you feel that as a man, you can't talk to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think, and this is from personal experience in the past, majority, and this, again, speaking off my experiences, majority right. of the women that I've dated, if you say, if I say, let's just say me and you're dating, and I've complained mm-hmm. about something before, and I say, you know, babe, you know, I don't like the way you chew. You chew too loud. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying <laughs> and you might hit me with well here go another thing what else you know what I'm saying what else right. is the problem <laughs> so at this point it's like why would I want to tell her anything something. if it's just going to keep counting up to that you know what I'm saying Right. who wants to tell somebody something's wrong when they don't take it serious they just take it like you're attacking them instead of hey babe this is what I like instead of looking at it like that you're looking at it like oh here goes somebody complaining again you know what I'm saying? Right. So. Yeah, for me when it comes to um dating, it it's uh it's very tough <laughs> because <laughs> well, why is it so tough? You know, questions by Roy were like <laughs> Right. <laughs> I, uh, the coins flipped to my side. Mm. Um well <laughs> Yeah, let's let's be honest here. <laughs> okay, well First, the guy sees me and they see me at a gig. Mm-hmm. They see me singing. They see this, and I and at first they're very enamored or glamorized. Mm, the fantasy, the fantasy, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, if I would have thought about this, I would have had my <laughs> big girls calling. I'd had them on this podcast, <laughs> but um, they're they're glamored by me. So they're like, "Who is she? Where mm-hmm. is she from? I want to know more about her." Mm-hmm. So then they try to find a little perfect little you know hole to like be like oh here's my chance to talk to mm-hmm. and then it's like okay well you know here's my number blah 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 we go out on a date mm-hmm. and then they're like well what are you doing this weekend I'm like well I got a wedding mm-hmm. or I gotta play Friday mm-hmm. or I gotta play Sunday and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the schedule rolls out and they're like well damn you don't need me right 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 <laughs> Is or what do you want from me? And I was like, well, I want someone. I want you to be there. Mm, I I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I want you to be there. Like yes. I want you to be there for me. Like I yeah. want you to be there. Like I would be there for you. Granted, 
this is the life I live. I can't change it in any way. Right. But um, I, I I don't know. For, I don't know. I feel like I scare men off because of what I do. <laughs> no, it's 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 because it's got to be a certain type of man or individual to handle that. You got to be strong-minded, right. first of all, because you're on a schedule that requires you to be away from that person for a good bit of time. Right. And it could be for days. It could be a week at times. You just never know, depending on what you have booked. Right. But when you say be there, you're looking for, like, words of affirmation, conversation, you know, int- intimacy. It doesn't necessarily have to be sex, but it could just be having that person around you. You know what I mean? Things like right. that. That's what you mean. So I already, trust me, I understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like, oh, you're too busy for me. You don't need me. I'm mm-hmm. just in the corner. But mm-hmm. when you're at my gigs, you're up there smiling and beaming because you're there. Right, right, right. And I'm yours. And <laughs> <laughs> well, and then another thing, no one necessarily needs anyone. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's just the thought that we are with each other because we want to be with each other, not because mm-hmm. we need each other. That's what that, that's a loss right there. You know, anybody say exactly if you say the words need, I need, or you know, nah, we don't, we don't need anything. We could we want to do this for each other. So you know, it, it just takes a certain individual. So trust it, me. it does. <laughs> hey, I mean, I, I at the moment I am good. I am living my life. <laughs> <laughs> That is one less thing I need to be worried about. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I understand. <laughs> hey, it is the season. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, well, all right. So what is your favorite thing about Savannah? How long have you lived in Savannah? I lived in Savannah since I was about seven. So it, it it's it's definitely been long enough for me to say Savannah's my home base. <laughs> right. I you moved know. to Savannah in two thousand four, so I understand. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing I like about Savannah is the multicultural cultural aspect, especially recently. Um mm-hmm. you're getting people from all over from different parts of the world coming in and it kinda if I'm not gonna say it forces you to transition to a bigger mind and open your mind, expand your mind a little bit more, but right. for me it has. Like I used to not be one to want to listen to different music if it wasn't rap, trap, or something like that. But now I find myself, you know, listening to '70s R&B, '80s R&B, dancehall, reggaeton, country. You know, yeah. different things like that. I used to not be one to want to try different foods. I was comfortable with, you know, what I was used to. Now I'm trying avocado and, you know, health foods and, you know, staying away from meats and trying to be, you know, more so vegan. And, you know, right. it, it kind of, Savannah's getting to that point where it's like that hipster change your mind about everything that you ever thought you knew. And right. you, you kind of get to live a, a, a new lifestyle and, and understand things differently. So I like the multicultural aspect of it. And it seems like, especially recently, my people are winning in this situation. So right. I'm definitely rocking with that. Yeah, Savannah's a big hipster town. I live um, in Starland. And mm. when I first <laughs> moved here, everybody's like, oh, my God, you're going to get shot or something. Nah. I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> 
I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. The, no. The, the biggest gang of people I see are like hipster guys with flannel in their exactly. Up, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's Savannah gets such a reputation, but it's only if you're involved in that lifestyle. Exactly. You know, it, it they don't tell that part to people that don't live here. You know, that's that's most of the people that have those issues already had pre existing issues or problems with a person. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know. And then there's crime wherever you go. Exactly. <laughs> it's not like there's this perfect town that it doesn't exist. It exists. Like I come from a small town of twelve hundred people. I can't tell Dang. you how many cold cases there are down there. You know? Hey. <laughs> so that was one of the reasons I was like, yeah, I gotta get up out of here. You know, it was nothing there for me. I came from a small town, everybody, everybody knows your business, everybody's kin. Right. I had to go. And when I when I came to Savannah, I was like, God, I don't think I'm gonna make it here. I may go back home. Mm. And I was like, No, 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 I'm gonna tough it out. Cause Savannah was huge to me. You know? Right. Right, right, right. No, and now it's just like, oh, it's a small town again. You like you, I can go anywhere by myself and mm-hmm. I'm gonna run into somebody I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really like that about Savannah. And then out here at Starland, you got like Lone Wolf Lounge, you got mm-hmm. uh, Starland uh, Yard, which is pretty cool. And you can go to Say Hey, get some good fried food exactly. and a strong drink for the, the strong ass drink. Strong ass. <laughs> and uh, with the the new owners of Say Hey, I mm. um I because I'm involved with so many different groups and everything, there was mm-hmm. a time that people were just like, well, the owner of Say Hey's never comes to talk to us and we don't know anything about them. Why are they why are they in the building with no windows? And I was like, have you ever talked to them? Have you right. ever gone down there and asked them why? So yes. uh I started an initiative. I called it the Starland Meetup. Mm. And I went and talked to Alexis and I was like, hey, you know, I have friends, you know, my my white friends are curious about saying <laughs> hey, they don't know anything about you. How about one Sunday I bring my band in, we have a good following. And we call the Starling Meetup to try to like introduce bring in different diversity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot of. I mean, we can't say that gentrification doesn't exist because oh, it, yeah. it's very apparent. But, oh um, yeah, <laughs> uh, they were. You know, when they first came in to say, "Hey." <laughs> <laughs> I said, listen, don't ask for anything complicated. <laughs> Rum, <laughs> a vodka soda. I mean, make it simple. I mean, that is not a place you can get a craft cocktail. Right. You, get a, you know, a cranberry vodka. You know, yeah. make it eat simple shit. <laughs> and, uh, Cash only. <laughs> mm-hmm, cash only. Yeah, before they got the card system. Right. And uh, they came in, and I was like, the place, I said, listen, the pla- I've been in there many times. It's old people from the neighborhood who've lived right. there forever. It smells like Clorox in there because they keep <laughs> that place clean. Right. It's bright because they don't play any games when it comes to shadiness. And um, so everybody came in there, like, lumped together. And eventually, when they went to the bar and got the first drink, they were like, oh, this is strong. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> then he went back for the second drink. And by the time we you know we grooved out, let everybody get used to the place. Alexis is going around talking to people because she wants it to be, you know, she wants it to be welcoming to everybody. And I was like, listen, I got you. And um, we by the time 
the liquor got in everybody met. It was a full on dance party. People danced by the pool tables. They're playing really? pool with all the people from the hood. I mean, it was just a beautiful thing to see. And that, and you know, if I wouldn't have initiated that, or anybody would have initiated that, they would have right. thought, "Oh, that place is just bad business." Now it does take a few grapes to spoil the brunch, but I mean, for the most part, Alexis keeps, you know. She also yeah, everything, has undercover everything. officers in there. There's never a serious problem, you know, something. But sometimes something slipped, just like any other bar downtown. Right, right. So uh, that That's was, uh, I, I we're, which we're due for another one, because my friends have been like, hey, Megan, where are you going to be a saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're getting uh, Odyssey. Odyssey was well, not coming downtown, but it'll right. be on the south side of Savannah, which, you know, should be exciting. So. But Where is it going to be? It's going to be, you know, where Hertz, uh, uh, Best Buy across the street from that, there's a Hertz right there. Yeah. And then behind that is a hotel that they had built. Oh, I think it's like a New Day's Inn or something like that. But then right behind that is where it's going to be. It used to be an old Ryan's like years ago. Oh, I mean, yeah. okay. Kind of on I the side you. of where Ulta and everything is. It's, it's, right, right, yeah. right. But it's huge, like. Two Wasn't bars. It like a little Mexican bar or something like that it at could, one point? Or it, Western? I, I, I think it was like some type of uh, buffet or something like that. Okay. You know, but it's 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 uh, pretty impressive because it, it, it does have a floor, a dance floor. It has a stage. It has two bars, oh. which is crazy because it's, it's really huge and really big, so. Mm-hmm. It leads for opportunity like yourself or you know people you may know, um, and it, again it's on the south side, so you know it it brings in a more of a crowd that's uh, you know kind of diverse yeah. in the middle of the city, so everybody yeah. comes in, <laughs> especially everybody who works in that area that gets off exactly. and want to have a drink. There you go, just walk right there. Walk right there. And- now, is it the same owners or is it somebody different? I believe it is the same owners. It's a, a husband and wife. Um, yeah, I think uh, Dr. Lillian. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Because cool. yeah. I used to play an old one off of um, B Road. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm actually going to try to chat it up with them and see, and Kevin, uh, Tony. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, uh, you know, trying to incorporate QBR, Quested by Roy, and that somehow. So. Oh, that'll be fun. Oh, yeah. Especially since we have a little, you know, I used to throw events and we have a following as well. So, good. Be great. Good. So, what um, what made you want to start uh, Questions by Rory? Well, initially, I was always told there's no dumb, no such thing as a dumb question. Uh-huh. And um, recently, I would say about a year from actually from today, I started asking questions just randomly putting them on Facebook to see if people would react to it and I also started a a social group at the same time and mm-hmm. in that social group we started going out to events you know starting to come to things like Ritzy's and uh, you know back when it was Ritzy's and Tailgate and Bahama Bob's just to see if I can get people to come out and enjoy a time with me and at right. first it was 10 people, then it turned to 20, and at 20 turned to 30, at 30 nice. turned to 40, then it started going and going. So I'm like, okay, cool. I got that aspect down. I, I know I can bring right. out a crowd of people. 
I started asking questions of these people out, and then you always used to be like, man, why you ask so many damn questions? <laughs> you know, because for me, I feel like the only way to get to really know somebody in the way they think is to ask them a question, you know, because right. then you can analyze their answer. So when I started doing that and posting on Facebook, people started asking me to ask questions for them in a sense. And then that's how the ball basically got started. And I just never let up, you know. I got okay. comfortable with certain people. Uh, there's a lot of regulars, in a sense, that ask questions, you know. And everything that I do is free, except, of course, if it's a sponsorship or something like that, man. Of course, right. we got to talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you're working on something to get somewhere else. That's exactly. the goal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just like with being a musician, I, you know, I kind of, <laughs> if it was up to me, I would have never become a musician <laughs> <What>? <laughs> because I was so shy. Singing in front of people gave me anxiety. My first time singing karaoke was at uh, Daiquiri Island. Mm. Ooh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then from there. <laughs> Because it was close to Armstrong's campus, so we just shoot down there and have um, liquor when we were um, drinking underage. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> and then, <laughs> the back, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm grown now; yeah, right? it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. But <laughs> then that led from singing there. Then we, then we, then we found out about, about McDonough's. Oh my mm. god, I, we had McDonough's all the time. Mm. So a group of my friends like, like you can't you can't do this anymore. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and they're winning too much, like getting all the friends. Right. They're like, you you gotta um so we happened to stumble into an open mic and then um all, my my guy friends, my big bros, they were all Masons mm. and they were like, All right, we're meet, we have lodge tonight. By the time we finish, all of us gonna roll into wild wings, you better be there. Like, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So from there, that's what got the ball started, and um, that's that's what happened for me. And then now, people just want more from me, yeah, and I'm man. like, y'all, I can't give you all of me. Like I don't know what you want. <laughs> so that's something like I, they want video content, they want pictures. And yeah. then I started my weight loss thing, and they want that, and they want this, and I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna start a podcast. That way, <laughs> I don't have to be dressed up. I can do this from the comfort of my home right. and talk to people right. and you get my content. You get it. <laughs> I say, but you know, with, with, with that being said, when people request those things, like now, um, you know, when I go certain places, like me and my co-hosts, we get knowledge and it's cool. Mm-hmm. But when they request things like content like that and they want their business attached to it, it's like, okay, but you know, this ain't going to be free. <laughs> exactly. You can't expect this ain't the buddy buddy, you know, pass because I've put my heart and sweat into, you know, building this brand and this platform, although it's free to come on the show, talk about who it is that you are, et cetera, et cetera. But to attach right. your name to the actual brand and to be a part of the episode and video contents and stuff like that. Nah, you gotta break just a little something. Just give me a little something. Yeah, a little love offering. Yeah, love offering. That's all we asking for. <laughs> yes, I have had many of those chats when I first started out. Mm. You know, a lot of it was um, 
yeah, you know, I, we're having, you know, we're having this and this person's mm-hmm. coming down and we're getting this person out. We're having this service done and um, we want y'all to play, but, you know, it'll be good exposure for oh, me. Oh, well, see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, you know, I rocked. I rocked with exposure a while. I have paid my dues. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've played at a club for two years every Sunday with a band and never got paid a dime. Mm. And when I knew it was time to walk, it was time to walk. Like I got my connections, I made my network, mm-hmm. and I was like, "All right, it's time for me to leave." And I never looked back. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's always great that we can. And sometimes people are just like, "Well, you're you're new out here. Let let me see what I can use right. you for, or right. Right. get free out of you, or you have this following. Oh, well, let me let's partner up. Right, you know, partner you comes go. with a service fee. There you go." <laughs> There you go. Oh boy, I get that so much. <laughs> because so, how do you now at with you and your brand, which mm-hmm. you have built up? How do you um, how do you deal with it? Well, for for us, it's it's first of all, it's just something that I enjoy doing because right. it gives me a sense of empowerment to mm-hmm. help my you know my people or right. you know to kind of push them to be the best person that they can be whether it's business rapping singing poetry whatever the case may be but handling it we just look at it like we know we're going to get bigger in in due time so just stay down right you know for what it is mm-hmm. right now and try to put a lock on the city where when you go somewhere, they recognize who you are. It doesn't have right. to be to the point where, like, you're a celebrity or anything, but they just recognize you enough to be like, okay, man, that's QBR, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes that comes with perks and sometimes it don't. That's cool. But the the main goal, again, is to make sure that everybody gets their shine off of our platform and to realize the value of our platform. So, therefore, mm-hmm. like, we've had people that come on in the past and then later on, they want to sponsor. So, because they see the views, we get most of our sponsorships because people see our episodes physically, you know, or virtually. And like right. the last episode did 4.2K and, you know, mm-hmm. a week, you know, which. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> which here in that's Miami, pretty good. You know, that's, and really, when I started looking at how how big that is because at first i was like man ain't nobody doing that here in savannah and then i started realizing that it's some videos outside of savannah with with you know hundreds of thousands of followers etc etc that don't even Mm -hmm. get that you know what i mean right so when i started understanding that value and understanding how to explain and break it down to people that's you know starting a business or want more exposure for their business it became easier to handle or deal with in a sense. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now, I saw you posted something earlier about stocks. Are you into stocks heavily? Yes, I am, actually. <laughs> okay. Cool. I have a Robinhood account, and I just, like, I just push money over there monthly <laughs> automatically. And uh, <laughs> let me tell you, I realized I was like, oh, I haven't been spending any money lately on stocks. I'm just building up that account. <laughs> right, right. Well, the thing to that is I always tell, like I told people today um, that hit me up in my DM 
You always look at the products that you use daily. See, when you think stocks, you automatically assume Microsoft, Google, Apple, McDonald's, you know, all the huge names, right? That's majority right. what everybody goes for. I'll give you an example, like Ford. When people think of a Ford or automotive, you know, uh, uh, let's say a Ford Fiesta or a Ford Fusion, right. you don't know without doing your research that the headlights, the taillights, the uh, brake pads, all of those are made by different manufacturers. They just come mm-hmm. along and, and put them all together and then Ford buys the rights to those manufacturers and use that to stamp their name on it. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's all yeah. designed by different people. So I always tell people to look into those people. Don't look in the Ford. Look into the rendering company that, that designed the headlights. Because if they're designing right. the ones for Ford, then they're designing it for Bugatti or Volkswagen, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I definitely wouldn't um, buy stock from the people who builds the transmission for Ford Fiestas. <laughs> 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 Well, take it for someone's <laughs> old one. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Always got a recall about that damn thing. <laughs> Always took it in to get it fixed. Yeah. Always another recall. <laughs> also, the windows for Ford Fiestas. Mm. I had my first the window <laughs> belt pulley broke. Six hundred dollars to get it replaced. Yeah. You know what happened? Two years later, recall on the book. I was like, "What the fuck? I cannot win with this damn car." Yeah, it, it's it's definitely. Uh, nah, I ain't say it's a quality bill. <laughs> it just means somebody also, won the contract. When you say that. I will look at the company for the Ford Mustang or the Ford F one fifty right two fifties. You know, the, the big body for it, right. not the compacts. <laughs> the things that they spend more more funds on to make more perfect because they know that it's going to be in more people's hands. Like, Ford can't afford, you know, pun intended. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> to mess up their names when it comes to trucks, you know, because right. that's their bread and butter. And the Mustang is the longest sports, uh, you know, sports vehicle period in history to continue to be sold since 1963 has always been a Ford right. Mustang on the market. Yeah, for sure. And they're, they're, they're amazing cars. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, the compact Fords, they can keep Yeah, those. yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're terrible. Well, no, but with and, that, uh, again, like I said, just anything um, to do with like your everyday essentials, like um, you know, I told people today the the stock that I gave out was the creator of the mask that's being bought up because people are uh, are you know concerned about the coronavirus. Oh, A lot gotcha. of things are being are falling right now, like minerals or uh, copper. If you think of all the things that come through the port, the port has been hit forty percent in decline because they're worried about the coronavirus. Although that's unfortunate right. for them, it's fortunate for those who want to get into stock because now stocks are, you know, one third of what they used to cost or, you know, a lot cheaper than what it is that it used to cost to buy into anything. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of things are falling. So this is the time to buy and then reap the benefits later for sure. 
Right. And I, I'm glad I talked to you about that. Those are some good points. Thank you for that. Because I usually try to, when I worked in a pharmacy, one of the pharmacists was t- uh, telling me about stocks when she's bought stocks in Amazon and mm-hmm. all that. But um, she always say, look for more for technology, look mm-hmm. more for um, upcoming drugs, yep. look more for toys. Yep. Like those are things that are just, it generates over and over. And there's gun, you're going to find that cheap stock that's going to make a big hit one day exactly so um exactly i've tried that and what do you think of cryptocurrency i'm not really sold on, I, okay if you would have bought it two years ago you would have been mm-hmm. okay you know what i mean right because right now if i remember correctly it's up to like eight thousand or something dollars to get just one right you know, exactly. so a couple of years ago, I think it was a couple hundred bucks to buy it. So <clears throat> it made a lot of people rich. I'm not going to lie. Like, oh, yeah, especially sure. a lot of YouTubers and things of that nature. They got extremely wealthy um, off buying it. Because, I mean, you imagine, can you just imagine if you spent 30 grand on cryptocurrency when it was at 300 some dollars a pop to now it's $8,000 or something? The oh, the yeah. return on it is just ridiculous, millions and millions of dollars, you know. Right. So it's similar to the thing I posted today, just in February fourteenth. Again, the people that made the mask, it was only three dollars and fifty cent of this year. It hit a wow. high recently, like a week ago, of thirty five dollars. So just imagine, you could have made ten times your money in just that instant of a few weeks. <laughs> right. You know. So that is true. Yeah, I was listening to um I listened to the Friend Zone podcast and they had the Budgetista on there last week and she was talking about how her sister when Tesla first came onto mm-hmm. the market, they were probably like what, thirty dollars mm-hmm. a share or something like that. And she <laughs> bought like thousands of dollars of shares. Mm-hmm. And then you see where Tesla is today, and yeah. I was like, Well damn. Yeah. That is crazy. Tesla, uh I think their I think their share is up to like a hundred and seventeen dollars or something like that a share mm-hmm. you know which is is insane i mean you you essentially make made you know what three times four times your money and just right one stock so hey it's all in how you pay attention to what's going on in the world right because we're not you know more so informed of stocks and bonds and iras and things of that nature <clears throat> But if you pay attention to what's going on in the world, it's easy to keep up with the stock market. You kind of get an understanding like, okay, if we're going to war, how many, how much metal is going to take to create more tanks and ships and things of that nature? Of course, money, that's going to go up. Right. <laughs> or how yeah. much oil is going to take to power these things, you know, so that's yeah. going to go oil. up. Rubber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but, that, but that's, the, that's the thought process. That's the way you have to think of it. It's like touching your toothbrush. You have to, instead of thinking of the name brand that's on it, let me see if if they don't make it themselves, who do the bristles come through? Where do they get these bristles from? You know, that's on this brush. Mm-hmm. Or who creates the toothpaste, you know, besides the, the brand that's being, you know, put on it? Because it could be Johnson & Johnson. But it says, right. you know, <laughs> Crescent. You know, things like that. So it's like hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer selling out like crazy by Purell right now. Some of it's selling on Amazon for $275. Oh, my God. Yeah, and people are buying it. But, again, 
if you don't pay attention to that, you won't know that the stocks is is, is actually going up as we speak. <laughs> yes. When I worked at a pharmacy um, a few years back, uh, what was it? I forget what volcano erupted. Mm. Or was it an earthquake and it released radiation? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was gone, like a little bit of radiation was going to get to California. Mm-hmm. So people automatically panicked because in the news, they're like, oh my God, this can affect <laughs> cow's milk. And now it's being distributed across the U.S. You're going to have radiation mm-hmm. in your body. And somebody, somebody came on the news and there was this certain vitamin that you took that kind of like, broke if you had radiation in your body it broke it down i forgot the whole, i forget the whole schematic <laughs> but i was like okay people are gonna start buying this met this vitamin so i was like let me look it up and see if, oh you know it had like thousands of it in stock so when the first person came i was like no we don't have it i was like we don't need it we're in georgia the next day everybody started coming in and we're like well maybe we should order some and um by the time we looked in the, the distributor it was like none <laughs> but also that situation also um just kind of just dissolved like nobody ever talked about radiation in the cow's milk again and um it's it's, it's uh, the news can help or hurt you when it comes to investing oh it's it's again it's um I won't say it's common sense, but it's just right there in front of us. If we don't read or pay attention, then uh, it it definitely over, you know, go over our heads and we don't have anybody pointing it out to us. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when I thought about it today, it was in 2008, I lost $70,000. And what people don't know is you can claim up to $3,000 a year on your taxes, but it's not like, you get that back, you just claim it as like a write-off in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, so <laughs> 2008 was a rough year. Oh, mm. I know your heart sank. I mean, that's around mm. the time. Let's see, the yeah. economy crashed, what, Oh, yeah, trust me. That was the right oh. time. Trust <laughs> me. I trust was me. working, oh, man, where was I? I was working for a um, furniture store. Mm. And you know, sales is my thing. I was killing it. Mm-hmm. And uh then the economy took a dive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the the business ended up going under. Mm-hmm. And that's when I got a job to and then all these um here's another talk to talk about damn insurance scams. Oh um, man. <laughs> not the <laughs> Not the yeah, Affleck like, oh, and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, you can sell annuities. Yeah, and, um, and then the, also at the time, like um, different car um, comp- sales mm-hmm. companies were trying to get me to come sell cars. I'm like, nobody's buying cars right, right now. Right. It's an economic crisis. Mm-hmm. And when I went in, I'll never forget an interview I went in for um, as an insurance, quote unquote, salesperson. And they were like, oh, well, you know, you can just do cold calls to older people to, to get them to buy annuities. And I said, well, how do you expect me to sell annuities to older people <laughs> if at this time they should have already had annuities? They should exactly. own annuities now. Exactly. And how do you expect people who are losing their jobs 
or trying to hold on to their jobs to buy these annuities. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Needless to say, they never call me back. <laughs> <laughs> because they just want you to sell stuff to people, you know? Yeah. And they, they hit yeah. you with that, you can make $100,000 type fantasy shit. Right. And then the, the vacuum people are no, trying to get me not to come in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They were trying to get me to come in, and I was like, you know what? I think this is now the time to come out of sales. Like, mm-hmm. there, nobody's buying anything. It's a, everything's in a freeze, and that's when I started working at the pharmacy. Man, oh man, the stories I could tell you about working <laughs> at the pharmacy. Oh my god! Yeah, for me, for me, and you know, I, I thank God for growth, but you right. know, I made a lot of fortunes in the street, in the streets, in a sense. So. Right, you know, trying to make that money into great money that it is, but um, again, thank God for growing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I for growing you know. too because you know there was a point I'm like, what I'm going to do with my life? Yeah. and I and when that that happened, I had dropped out of college and I was like, I don't want to do this, and now I ran out of money, so I had no more money to go to school with. Mm. And I was like, what am I going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's down the road. I already had my life pre-planned out. You know, I was graduating, <laughs> then I was going to college. And then the next step was go to law school. Then I was going to start my family. Mm. <laughs> None mm. of that happened. You know? <laughs> Here I am, a musician. And I'm just like, oh, wow. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, God's like, I'm going to put you somewhere else. You're going to learn about the struggle. You're going to learn how to to make to find your own way and i'm so thankful every day i wake up because music has been really good to me mm-hmm. i mean i make a, a great living as a singer mm-hmm. and uh and this is just like the beginning yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know that's a, again it's a part of the entertainment industry it's it's a platform to put you in other positions you know what i mean right and so that that's what i mean by earlier when I said, you know, building your brand and like you were saying, people want to do partnerships and all that, but they don't understand the value that you hold yourself at, you know. Right. And they have to come up with a little fee. Exactly. <laughs> because it's not free. And, you know, even when it comes to friends, you know, it's like, hey man, you know, you're my friend. I'll look out for you. But understand just because you're my friend doesn't mean it's free. You know right. I mean? Exactly. So, yeah, just like with Courtney, I mean, any product she's come out with, I bought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I wanted it or not, I bought exactly. it. You know? <laughs> no question. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but that's support. You know, that's, 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 it's rare to find that um, these days when it comes to anything. You know, you could probably go on your friends list right now and, and let's just say hypothetically, you got two, three, four thousand people, four thousand. Yeah. And you invite, and you say, hey, you know, come to my show tonight, you know, and right. it, it'll be free. It's on me. Come to my show tonight, you know. Yeah. And one percent. One percent. One measly fucking percent of show up. You know what I mean? One percent. Yes. <laughs> but now, I now if you flipped it and said, hey, if you come to my show tonight, You'll have a you know a free drink on me or you know something like that. Now you got two percent in the show. Yeah, two percent. And then when it's the holidays, it'll be three percent because they have family in town. 
They'd be like, oh, I'm going to show my family a good time. Mm-hmm. Let, me show you where, let me show you where I hang out <laughs> when my family comes in town. Right. <laughs> Be full of shit. <laughs> you got to sit there and put a nice face like, you know, the fuck are you being here? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, every time. Like, hi. <laughs> Yeah, trust me, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I always get those messages. I got family coming to town. Yeah. Where you playing this weekend? <laughs> you know, I told them all about you, and I was like, "Well, I'm not even in town right. this weekend. What? <laughs> or I'm off this weekend. What do you mean? I'm like, yeah. If you follow me at www.lakeslove.com, uh, <laughs> I'll see my full schedule. <laughs> see, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like with uh always uh Courtney yeah. every Saturday <laughs> six p.m. Mm-hmm. she calls me. I said Courtney, <laughs> you know every damn fr- Saturday I have a wedding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why do you call me, girl? I be forgetting. I was like, I know. That's why I just ignore you. <laughs> hey, hey, that, because you know they they know. They know. <laughs> That's like for me, you know, Saturdays we we try to record. Um, right and and you know do the episode every Saturday, and you get people that's caught. Like, like, why the hell would you call me when you see me on live? Right. <laughs> what the hell are you doing right now? Right. What are you doing right now? Yeah. What, is, what is going on in life? <laughs> <laughs> I've learned to ignore or block that individuals until I get done. Exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah. yeah. Or they be like, I try to get through you. You your phone kept going to voicemail. I was like, Yeah, you know. I'm trying to be consistent with this podcast, right. and uh, I have to record it on airplane mode so nobody calls. Exactly. Somebody's gonna text me, and mm-hmm. exactly, I agree. Y'all want more? Let me have time to make more for y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and another fun part of your um, uh, podcast and your live feeds are the men versus women. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and that's one of those top those conversations where anything goes, right? Yes, yes, anything yeah. goes. Yes, correct. And uh, you know that's one of my more my more popular uh, segues or series in the sense right. because it has three episodes at this point. Um, yeah, the last one, of course, did four point two. The one before that, somebody asked. <laughs> Somebody actually called, so it it messed up the view count. Oh and, uh, no! Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the view is probably airplane mode. Yeah, I learned that later. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I learned that later, but uh, the views would have been like six, seven thousand, and the first one was wow. seven thousand and some change, like seven point two, seven point three, something like that. Uh-huh. So it's definitely a crowd favorite. You know what I mean? Okay. And uh, like you said, anything goes. We talk about, you know, the pluses of being a man versus a woman. Some of the mm-hmm. uh, more cliche questions, you know, it's always a good s- subject when you got men versus women because we always are at odds with each other regardless if we love each oh, other. Oh, for sure. We're at odds yeah. with each other. So, yeah. Yeah. When I live with my, like, my big bros, uh it was always men versus women mm-hmm. and being in a house i lived in a house with like four guys mm. 
And and the weekend it'd be a fluctuating number of whoever got drunk and fell asleep on the couch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was the sole female in the house. And it's so funny when females would come over and they'd be like, Well, who is she? Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, You don't question, you don't ask questions about <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you do. Hey, girl, just shut up, man. Take your ass to right. the room. Right. Lincoln lives here. Right. No questions asked. That is Lincoln's dog. Right. That's the house dog. You don't ask questions. Right. And we also had a Christmas tree that had been up like five years. <laughs> the, and it, it wasn't even a Christmas tree oh. anymore. It was called the life tree. Oh, my and, God. Uh... <laughs> Oh my goodness. So whenever my friends came over or they had their lady friends come over, it would always turn into men versus women. Mm. And I hated playing <laughs> taboo with them. Men are so vicious <laughs> when it comes to taboo. Why are y'all that way? Yeah, I mean <laughs> because... it's like we don't want to play with y'all no more. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, we, we try to get our points across, you know, a lot of times. Right. So, you know, it, it just comes to that. And a lot of times yeah. women don't want to accept what we got to say. So we just Right. Yeah. It, it'd be some heated arguments. Oh, yeah. So that's how we started. You know, I became the bartender of the family. Mm. And uh, I'm like, all right, guys. All right, it's Friday. I'm going to go to the liquor store. We're going to try a new liquor every week mm. or every other week. Or until when one liquor runs out, we're going to try a new liquor. Right, week. right. Man, I can tell you some um things that uh <laughs> listen. But I love living with them because they were like my protectors. Right. I was team mom, they were my protectors. Right. I never brought a guy over. I always left and went to their house, but right. I always tried to make sure I was back in before they woke up because I didn't want to be questioned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you have four you have guys looking at the other guy like, hey, who is this? Right, right. No, I never brought a guy over. I always left. But, you know, try to be back before they woke up or after they've left and gone to work. Because I didn't want to be like, oh, so you just, you stay right now. I'm like, I'm not a child. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we've had parties where I would make girls always think they could drink. Mm. Oh, trust me. <laughs> Now, me, I had drunk the best under the table. Mm. So, <laughs> that's me. Now, I made jello shots where I um, bought the, the, you know, the kids' booster syringe that yeah. you get the medicine with. Mm-hmm. I made um, one with some whipped cream vodka and like a, some type of jello or something, something real smooth to go down. And with some strong, cheap ass vodka. And We've had those parties where there were like syringes in the parking lot of the townhouse, and we we're like, "Shit, we got to pick these up." People don't think we on drugs, and uh, I plugged a watermelon with um, what is it? Uh, what tequila? The Puckers watermelon oh, yeah. flavored, and you just plug it in mm-hmm. there because if you use regular vodka, vodka is strong, so it's gonna take away the taste right. of the watermelon. No, I wanted to disguise the watermelon. Mm. This girl's like, "Oh, this is good. I'm just gonna keep eating." I was like, "Okay." Mm. All right, girl. Yeah. And they <laughs> knocked out, passed out. They knocked out. So by the time they got drunk, or by the time I got drunk, I would, I, I would do my, uh, what they call it, an Irish goodbye. I would just disappear. Mm. I would go upstairs, and I'd go in my room and lock the door, and I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, I'm blaming. Right. <laughs> hey, whatever goes on down there. Right. <laughs> I had nothing to do with this. Right. <laughs> you don't want to walk into them like, what the hell is that? Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. I was just bartender. Mm-hmm. My job was done. I went to my room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trust me, I get it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, it's just it's just a time with men versus women, and uh, <laughs> it's, all, it's always it's it's going to be a forever uh series with us because of course there are so many different men, um, and women. Um, we're also going to diversify by having the LGBTQT community. I think I said that right. Um, Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <And> just, <laughs> Just to have uh, them on as well so they can feel comfortable coming on the show. And because right. it's for everybody. It's, you know, it, it's also for different ethnic backgrounds, whether you're, you know, white, beige, orange, green, you know, whatever right. your color is, it doesn't matter. As long as right. you feel comfortable coming on the show and talking about what it is the subject may be. Um, like this week, of course, at 5 p.m., questions by Roy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be a panel full of men where women can submit questions to either me or Miss Martin, and she'll ask them, you know, real deal questions. Whatever question the women submit, you know, you'll ask these men that get you different perspectives. It may be something like, "Why do men cheat?" Uh, it may be something oh, that's a like, question. "Yeah," but it's it, but you <laughs> but you know, a lot of the guys that I have come on range from very serious. They're gonna take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Wildlife DZ coming on from 93.1. Okay. Um, so, and I have the Green Room podcast, which is another podcast. Um, that their, their whole crew is coming on, and it's different. It's different backgrounds of guys. I know some people is going to take it serious, and some is going to make light of it. So it kind of makes a, a great mixture of of perspectives and questions asked. So. Right. Yeah. So that'll be interesting <laughs> nice now do you think are you going to do one where the men submit questions to yes women? yes oh, most man. definitely and that would again see this is how segues or series get created because right. it I, I tend to test the waters and see what gets the most attention what gets the most you know people riled up in a sense, and I feel like this is going to be a great one, especially once I do the men asking the question to the women, because right. women, they they like to ask the questions more so on the feed while it's live mm-hmm. instead of submit, which is fine, because they want to see the initial reaction to the question. Right. A man will submit a question and pay attention and don't say anything else. You know, it'll uh, just, just sit there in the background pay attention to what the woman says well, women once they ask a question and gets answered they'll continue to respond <laughs> right <laughs> so, so there'll be a lot more content exactly. with the men being asked questions. exactly <laughs> and then it's just me just sitting in the background like huh okay <laughs> alright <well. You> know? <laughs> whatever happens happens you know, but yeah, that will be uh one of the episodes um when I'll be recruiting well, looking for women to come on and, and answer questions. Okay, cool. I wish I could do an episode, but my Saturdays are yeah, trust me, I know you are the wedding singer. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
That is my life. Hey, get that money, baby. Amen. <laughs> it's 2020. Get that money. And everybody and their mama is getting married this yeah, year. Yeah, I don't blame you. Get that. Everybody and their mama. Now, once you get, once you say I do and I play your wedding reception, I have no idea who these people are. <laughs> I have no idea who they are until the day of the week of the wedding. Like I haven't, I don't meet them till the day of their ceremony and their reception. Wow. And I just have a worksheet. It tells me what they like, what they don't like, what music to download. And I just meet them there. Hey. Like sometimes it's a good wedding. Sometimes it's a bad wedding. Sometimes, you know, it <laughs> doesn't matter to me. I'm getting paid regardless. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> yes. What's the craziest experience you've ever had working at a wedding? Oh my god. Um one in particular. Um one well, okay, I I got a wedding in St. Augustine. Mm-hmm. Drove down there. Thank God I wasn't the band leader on there, so I was just one of the other, you know, <laughs> singers. Right. And and we got there and we we were one of two bands playing that night. Mm. So they had a, the, the, the wedding party was Iranian mm. and French Ooh. and Jewish. Jesus All Christ. those cultures combined in the two people Jesus. married. So the, the brides, I think they were like Jewish Iranian or something like that. Mm. And they had these people from all over the world fly in for this wedding. They had 300 guests. Mm. So they had a Zaffa band, which is like an Iranian drum band or something. They make all this noise. It's really fun. Right. Like if you Google a Zaffa band, it, it, it's a lot of fun. You're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I didn't know what was going on because they, they beat the drums, bringing the bride and groom in. Right. And um, they, it was such a big production, but they didn't pay for production when it comes to sound mm. because people couldn't hear in the wings. Mm. So they were mad about that. And, and it was also partially a Disney wedding, which I hate. Disney weddings. Disney? What, 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 <laughs> what is that? Well, okay, she had this whole Cinderella theme because she was coming in on the in the um in the horse cart oh, like yeah. Cinderella, <laughs> and they had like Disney. I think the the groom had Disney cufflinks. Each they had something Disney related. Yeah. Then they had this harpist playing Disney tunes, oh, and then the God. mother, the bride, and her <laughs> sisters. They looked like Cinderella stepsisters got down the stage and started singing and just dragging the wedding. And the mother and the father of the bride got mad with us because people couldn't hear. And then they didn't then the mother decided she didn't want us to play at all. Mm. She didn't want American music. She just wanted the Iranian band to play. And the bride was like, no, no, no. I want American music. They're gonna play because we only play we played we were supposed to play 30 minute increments. Like we played and they played and we played it, right. you know, till the end of the night. And uh we played one 30 minute set. Mm. And the mother bride just turned her nose up at her. You know, I'm trying to talk to her. I'm like, everything okay? She had this huge hoop skirt on. She had little coils going down her hair and coils. <laughs> and she looked like one of the stepsisters from Cinderella. I kid you not. Mm. And she just didn't like us. And I was like, hey, I get, I got paid $350 <laughs> to drive to St. Augustine. And I sang one lead song. Right. Hey, <laughs> that's good for me. I'm out. <laughs> and out. You know, I, as a band leader, I've been paid more. Right. But I mean, you, you, people just make. They, you're married. Right. Have a party. Right. Have fun. Right. At another bride, yell at us 
because um, well she didn't yell at me personally but um she yelled at um her wedding planner because she didn't want us to tell the wedding part the the wedding guests to go eat dinner she said they should uh, automatically graze toward the buffet line right like how do you it's a buffet, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but the buffet was inside. We were outside. Ugh. So how would they know food was served? Right. Exactly. And um, she didn't eat, and she just complained the whole time. And um, the wedding plan was like, I'm so sorry, y'all. I was like, it's all good. And she was like, why are y'all playing slow music? I said, it's dinner. <laughs> she, she, she wants you to be crunk in there, play some yeah, little John. Like, it's dinner. We got to give y'all time. You know, we can't just be hitting you over the head, and people don't want to hear all that. Play some, <laughs> yep, yeah, my white so, tea in there or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, what do you want? So finally, they got the band, the family started dancing and everything. And I saw her eat a flaming donut, and then she disappeared. I was like, I'm pretty sure she went to go like puke it up yeah. or something. <laughs> she was super skinny. She hadn't eaten in months. I I, I gave her that. Oh so the family was like, thank y'all so much. You brought the families together. Because I take it that neither side of the family really right. with the bride. <laughs> yeah, that's usually what weddings are. A, a meeting yeah, the of battle of the, A battle yeah. of the d- dynasties and groups of families. <laughs> yeah, it just it's just some people they just do so much. Right. And I've seen so much crazy shit at weddings <laughs> and I haven't I can't say I've played a disastrous wedding, but sometimes when you have new people come in and they let them leave to get a you know, um a a feel a hand of um handle on leading weddings, they kinda like feel discouraged when the bride's not talking to them mm. or something. I'm like, listen, you know, I said we could have parasailed in here on a platform. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't have been happy. This lady was already cussing out her mother mm-hmm. outside, and I heard this with my own ears. I knew what this wedding was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, can't make everybody happy. You can't make everybody happy. So yeah, that's that's the life of a wedding singer, and it's very very glamorous. <laughs> I say. <laughs> As I'm curling my, if there's no plugs in the bathroom, I'm curling my hair in my truck with my power, um, my power distributor. Yeah, or yeah, I know what you're talking about. Your little brick. Yeah, we're we're eating mm-hmm. uh, dinner in a in a in a closet full of chairs Jesus. on a little uh, uh, hand hand cart and <laughs> mm, 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 mm. sacrifices. <laughs> yes, I've been given raw chicken before at a wedding. Oh hell. See, that's what I dropped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this chicken's still bleeding. Uh, yep. That's, I guess I'll go to McDonald's when we're. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Shout out McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I guess that's the question segment for me, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I had to bust one on you. Hey, hey what you got? I, I'll answer it. I got you. All right. I mean, you know, from that. Let's see. Hmm. Let me think. What? What? Let me see. What made you stick with um, the entertainment business? Because I'm sure once you got into it, you probably got presented with some difficulties at one point or some challenges. Um, Yeah. I've had a lot of challenges. Um, the first three years of trying to start up Fellowship of Love was really tough. Um, I decided, you know, I was like, fine, I'm going to start my own band. And uh, I started renting gear from Portman's and um, and 
and you understand, I understand sales very well. So when you're coming into rent, you're kind of mm-hmm. treated differently versus when you're coming in to buy. Right. And uh, also being a female, they kind of don't, you know, pay right. attention to you. And you got to, you know, make some things shake. Right. And uh, no I pun started intended. renting. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, I started renting and you just get half-assed service. I mean, I don't mean to, I don't want to call them out like that. Right. But I mean, that's, that's how I felt. And one day I went in there and I had this guy, the guy like, um, I asked all kind of questions about gear, <laughs> and I had him giving me all kind of quotes, and I just did it on purpose, just bullshit. <laughs> and then finally, I was like, okay, I'm like rustling the papers and stuff, and I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna take two of these, and I need that, and I need some cables, and I need some this, and this, and that, and third. He was like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, like, you I was, what do you need? Do you need something? I was like, yeah. He's like, do you want me to take you to your car for you? Yes, you can do that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I rented. I rent it just to see if, um, well, first I couldn't afford anything, but I rent it because I want to see if I would last being a performer or having a band and, you know, just trying to get musicians we've worked with before on board because they're already actively working with other bands right. and, and nobody wants to rehearse because <laughs> they don't have a gig. If you don't have a gig, what's the point of rehearsing? Right. I'm like, oh, well, you're, you're right. You're right. And, um, so, uh, then finally, this one little pizza place on the on Wilmington Island gave us a chance, and it was our smallest crowd, but we made the most money in tips, and they loved it. And then we came back a few more times, and then the the pizza place on the other side of Wilmington, mm-hmm. Marshall, a place on Wilmington, they were like, "Hey, come on down!" Mm-hmm. And then they started booking us, and uh, I'll never forget that I had some friends to come see us, and they were like they can i mean you're playing at this dumpy pizza place like <laughs> you know yeah. like when you get something better yeah. call us let us know where you're playing next mm. and i was like i was like wow i mean i support my friends regardless of right. playing at the ritz or at a hole in the wall right. and uh so then you know finally word of mouth began and um i really think working with the being in the philharmonic with their chorus they gave us a big leap as well and um then we got to the next level like we were playing i don't even know where we played after that but um then they started coming there and then we got on with the mansion at foresight the mm-hmm. people love that mm-hmm. and then it kind of went from the mansion to like the westin and then went you know and all these big exclusive mm-hmm. hotels downtown <laughs> And then it became, like, and you just, you play in places that cost too much to go to. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. See? <laughs> See, if you was here with a whole ride, you probably wouldn't have to pay nothing to get in. Like, hey, right, oh. exactly. Now it's like, oh, you playing in these places. Yeah. Or, uh, oh, you're playing, oh, wow, I got, how much are tickets? Yeah. What do you mean you're playing this festival and I have to pay $75? Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's called growth. Mm-hmm. It's called growth. And then if you and if you think about it, playing a festival that's gonna be all inclusive food and drinks, you're not really spending a lot of money playing seventy five dollars. Right, right. That's think about a night downtown in Savannah. Yeah, that, that that's nothing. Especially yeah. you can drink as much as you want. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've been very blessed to, to do what we do and we've been able to travel. And right now we're trying to, you know, make a mark in St. Augustine. That's been going pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just got a call to play at a place in Lions. They saw us at a wine festival. Hey. And, um, booked us, you know, and you just, it's all about, and for me, it's, it's, I guess it's my own therapy because I love what I do. Exactly. And it's always great to connect with other people. <laughs> and it's not about me. It's not about my ego. I I just love people. I don't mm-hmm. want to be in a sales position, even though kind of having a band is a sales position. But <laughs> in a sense, in a sense. <laughs> in a sense. But it's great connecting with people because you never know. I've had so many people come to me crying and never had lost somebody or they're just going through a rough patch. And right. The music kind of heals them for that moment and it's just a chance for me to share my gift with others right well that's dope and shout out to you for putting in the work and the grind to make things happen into your yeah. band so salute to you guys yes and making sure we get paid on time hey, I do not play by my money. we need the money <laughs> we need that money now <laughs> yeah, yeah but but yeah that's that's me in a nutshell and then I have this podcast going. I don't know what I'm doing with it. I'm just kind of like, you know, taking it week by week. And whenever I get busy, there's not an episode. And then I come back strong and then I disappear for a minute. <laughs> I mean, hey, that, but that's okay, though, because, it, again, you never know. It leads to other opportunities. You know what I mean? True. I always say, like, for us, <laughs> believe it or not, our first booking was to do a grand opening for a cigar shop. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget the feeling of being like, this was just an idea a few months ago. And right. now it's 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 coming to fruition of from my idea to something that's a paid gig of opening, you know, helping someone open their store. And right. you know, you're getting paid a couple hundred dollars, which feels great for a few hours. Yeah, you know yeah exactly. So, you know, I fell in love with the aspect of knowing that not only am I empowering my people, helping my people, but I'm helping myself and and possibly building something I could pass along to my children. Right. So yeah, it's it's uh it's an addictive feeling. So I I know it that feeling you're talking about. Those endorphins <laughs> kick in. You're just like, what can I do next? Yes, I've done this. What's next? <laughs> yes, yes. You want more and more and more. And yeah, yeah. And then you start meeting more people. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah. What if you tried this? Or have you thought about this? Exactly. And you're like, you know, I didn't think about that. Maybe I should try that. And Man. Then you start making people who want to collaborate mm-hmm. in a sense where everybody gets paid, what? not just they get paid. What? Then you're like, oh, okay, now <laughs> we're moving. Now we're moving. Right. right. <laughs> but and but see, that's that's the thing. That and that's I'm it's I'm glad you said that. It's uh for instance the Green Room podcast um who's coming on the show they're good friends of ours of the show and mm-hmm. we're doing what we can to help them not 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 because they ask but just because right. if we're in a position to help our fellow brothers especially if I'm supposed to be my brother's keeper and look out you know for you then for for no for no question or no charge at all. Am I going to try to put you in a position where you can make money off of this too? You know what I mean? Or you can get this sponsorship that I had and this is the qualifications for the sponsorship. 
or you can go right. directly and talk to this person instead of waiting and talk to this person. You know, it's things like that. So, yeah, it, it's a date. And trust me, I think about it every night. <laughs> it is. And you're always trying to figure out ways, you know, what what's next mm-hmm. and what can we do to improve? That's why I always ask people. I was like, what, what, how do you feel about this? What do you, I, what if I tried this or what if I tried that? Mm-hmm. And um, I really want to do more um, specially curated shows here in Savannah. Right. Like more tributes and everything. But one problem is Savannah's, it's, it's a rent a place. It's going to be an, an absorbent amount of money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it is going to hit you over the head. So by the time that's not even just the facility itself, it will knock you on your back. You know what I've learned too? It's all in who you know. Oh yeah, for sure. You know because some places can come open for cheaper than what you think if you meet the right people. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I really haven't. You know, I've been steadily trying to like build a presence outside of savannah right where right. i've gone to augusta and rented a place and did a show mm-hmm. did well in ticket sales and um just to get people because you kind of want to you saturate savannah and then you start spreading outwards and you, and you try to like hey here's my information if you need us for this or you need us right. for that and um but i really haven't trying I haven't really looked for a place here in Savannah. Now, one good person, well, one good company that we have been able to do tribute shows for is uh, Tybee Post Theater, mm. um, which we are, which I think that'll probably be rolling out next week. We're doing a um, an Aretha Franklin and Smokey Robinson tribute at the oh, end of May. Oh, watch out, man. <laughs> coming to know what you say that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's going to be, and I have a guy coming, Trey McLaughlin, coming down from um, Augusta, Ooh. which he travels okay. with his group, uh, Sounds of Zamar. I think that's what it's called, and he's he's gone viral on YouTube. When I first saw him, I saw him on Hurricane. Didn't know mm. who he was, and then I looked him <laughs> up on YouTube. I was like, "Well, damn, this dude got like views." But yeah. he has a group, and he's really good. We has crazy range, and um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good show. And then at good times, we're doing an Aretha tribute, um, March twentieth of this month, mm. um, and I just did a Frank and Ella Fitzgerald tribute for Valentine's Day at the Averett in Statesboro, and then August we have um. I'm doing a um it's a paired show with uh Cynthia Utterbach. She's doing Nina Simone and Ella Fitzgerald and I'm doing Aretha Franklin and Etta James. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna be in Springfield, Georgia. Oh, you book book. You you get the dance. <laughs> yeah. But when these shows you know, when they're like on my time and I'm yeah. trying to make them work, I'm like, oh, the stress. <laughs> hey, but you know, it's 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 a blessing to have that type of stress until instead right. of worried about where your next meal is going to come from. True, Another that is thing. true. That is a healthy dose of stress because exactly. it's fun. You're like playing out songs. You're like, okay, what's going to work? What's going to not? What's not going to work? What are we going to chop? And then building the band. Mm-hmm. Who do I want to do the show? Who's going to like shine bright? And exactly. And my whole goal is to have a horn section. Hmm. And there's this band out of Jacksonville I've seen called the Let's Ride Let's Ride Band. They're all 
they're a horn ensemble and they have percussion drums and keys and I, yeah because the the um it's not the tuba the, uh, uh, what is it not the uh trombone is it no it's not the bassoon is it the bassoon I'm not sure. Whatever the other yeah, the cousin yeah. to the tuba is. <laughs> He's the bass of the band and gotcha. they are amazing. They blew my mind when I saw them. Um and uh I was like, I want a horn section, but I gotta have I gotta be in the right place with the right money with, yeah. to have the horn section. Because I don't want anybody to I don't want to say, Hey, can you play for exposure? I right. I've been yeah, there. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. I mean it works sometimes, but you know, it's it's you wouldn't want it to happen to you. So, you know, right. that's that's how you look at. It. So, I agree with you on that. Yeah, but those things are coming together, and I, I, you know, I put into the atmosphere and prayed about it about you know wanting to do more type of theater style shows mm-hmm. because I like to to curate them, and it's always fun. Like, I there's plenty of shows I can go for days talking about shows I want to create, but um. It's just a matter of when and how and with who yeah. and where, you know. <laughs> Trust me, I understand because I, I, I get hit up all the time. To, yeah. So I, would y'all ever do like a sit down show, like a? That's exactly what I was about to say. Okay. I, gotcha. I get hit all the time about when are you gonna do a sit down? When are you gonna do a live show? Um, you know, to have people come in and experience it live. Um, Because it's one thing to experience it on the phone. uh, And I've kind of mastered the craft of keeping the conversation going or keeping everybody intertwined or picking up something that they may have said and then bringing it back and turning it into a question. Um, Because it's a craft, you know, you don't want no dull moments when you, especially if you're gonna do it in front of a crowd, right? So now we're getting to that level where I'm comfortable to doing that. My co-hosts are comfortable, and it, like you said, it's just finding the right venue or the right place. And me personally, I'm gonna make the first couple of events invitational only. You know Makes what sense. I mean? Yeah, because I wanted to. I want you to feel exclusively invited to something that not everybody's gonna have a chance to go to. You know right. what I'm saying? So usually when you have that, people don't waste their time and they usually are paid to get that RSVP experience or to say, hey, I was there at the first experience. And of course, right. it'll come with, you know, wine and great conversation and great music and things like that. So it's it's in the works. It's just putting together the pieces properly. Right. Yeah. And knowing the perfect time to execute. Exactly. <laughs> well, Roy, it has been some great conversation, mm-hmm. and I look forward to chatting with you again because it's oh, been yeah. pretty fun. And maybe we can do a collaborative um, uh, show one day. Oh yeah, when 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 everything aligns, when the stars align, right? Hey man, <laughs> you tell me, you you know you <laughs> you the busy, busy, busy. So I'm working on yeah. your schedule. So whenever you free. I would say more in the summertime. Yeah. Summertime cool. things kind of slow down yeah. for me. And that's cool. So, no? Any and yeah, anytime we can help you guys or you know, with anything, just let me know. 
yeah, same on this end. And um, I can't wait to share this with everybody. And uh, I, all can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Questions by Roy. Of uh, course, you know, I spell questions and BY Roy. Uh, Instagram, the same thing, Questions by Roy. Um, if personal page, of course, is Corey Smith. If you want to submit any questions regarding anything, please feel free to submit it there. Uh, Twitter is question by Roy, not questions. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. If you want to find me or book us for any events, please feel free to look at the page and see for yourself. The views are steadily going up. Thank you, everybody in Savannah and surrounding areas. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're going to continue for success and go from there. All right. Well, we wish you the best and we hope you enjoy the rest of your night. Oh, I'm yeah. going to try to get a little bit of sleep because I have a long day tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. All right, Rory. Well, thank you so much. And I will chat with you soon. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Right, Bye. And there you have it. That was this week's interview with Mr. Corey Smith of Questions by Roy. If you'd like to know more about the Questions by Roy podcast and Facebook Live streaming, you can check the description box below where you will find the links to his page. Corey, we wish you the best for you and your team in the future, and we hope to collaborate with you sometime this summer once I get a break to, to actually be a human and do some fun stuff. And thank you all so much for supporting this podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts or whichever streaming podcast you're on, make sure to rate this show. Leave some um, in um, leave some feedback. Oh, getting tongue tied, probably because it's three in the morning. But um, leave some feedback and let me know what you think of the show and what you'd like to see more of on the show. Uh, as I always state, this is a, a, a my NICU baby, and we are trying to get her strengthened day by day. And this would not be possible without all of you listeners out there. Once again, thank you so much, and happy St. Patrick's Day. I see that we are not canceling St. Patrick's Day in Savannah fashion as the pandemic of <laughs> coronavirus makes its way into the States, which to me, if I can be um, off script, I feel that coronavirus is... Probably just like the flu. I mean, I, I'm really not afraid of anything. I wash my hands obsessively, and um, I don't use hand sanitizer because I just don't like the way it feels on my hands. But be safe out there. Wash your hands, people. Wash your hands. I don't know why there's a new wave that is cool to wash your hands when this is something we should have been doing since the beginning of time. <laughs> because plagues are real. And, uh, you know, keep your immune system strong, drink, drink your vitamin C, take a vitamin C, uh, don't, don't, um, be careless out here and we want you safe. But as St. Patrick's day approaches, please be safe. Um, I'm pretty sure Budweiser will be offering some type of free towing program if you're going to be downtown drinking and driving and they want to pre prevent as many fatalities as possible and, Take a Lyft, take an Uber, take a cab, take a transport van, whatever it is to get you home safe. You know, life is too short to cut it even shorter by being careless. Uh, 
I will not be downtown this weekend. I will be actually be out of town for a wedding and Sunday. Well, actually, I will be downtown Sunday because I'll be playing at the Westin for brunch. But I really don't count that as St. Patrick's Day chaos. But please be safe. Please, please, please be safe. For those of you wondering when St. Patrick's Day celebrations begin, the celebration, well, the actual festival begins on this Friday the 13th. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, the festival begins this Friday, Friday the 13th, and will continue through Sunday, March 15th. Now, listen carefully. Uh, this may confuse some people, but the festival for St. Patrick's Day ends on Sunday, March 15th. As for St. Patrick's Day, this parade will go as scheduled on St. Patrick's Day, which is Tuesday the 17th. There will not be any festival zones open on that day they are shutting everything down um most likely sunday evening cleanup monday to get ready for the parade on tuesday tuesday will be a regular day downtown you don't you don't three times the charms you don't in all caps need to have a drinking bracelet on saint patrick's day the drinking bracelets are only required during the festival of St. Patrick's Day, which will be Friday the 13th through Sunday the 15th of March. Now that you know this and understand this, let's govern ourselves accordingly and have a great time. Um, I will not be performing for St. Patrick's Day festival activities, but I will be down at Peacock Lounge at 9 p.m. on the 17th. So enjoy yourselves. Enjoy this beautiful city. If you feel that you may have contracted coronavirus, please stay at home. <laughs> or flu, stomach bug, anything that risks someone else being affected please do not bring it no matter how much alcohol you drink it cannot stop the spread of something viral and as i've said many times before be safe and enjoy yourselves while you are here in the hostess town and please clean up after yourselves as an ambassador for keep savannah clean campaign you are granted the chance to drink plastic out of plastic cups and walk around with your um your drinking in your hand. Please do not abuse this by throwing your trash on the ground. Please, if you see recycle men, make sure you recycle or just use the trash. Let's keep Savannah the beauty that she is. Until next time, I'll catch y'all later. Bye. You've been listening to What's Shaking with Lincoln. If you haven't already, please, 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 please give us a quick review and rating on iTunes. And don't forget, you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We will see you next week, same time, same place. Bye, y'all.